All right, welcome to the conversation on the TYT Network. Uh, now uh, we've got one of the Young Turks staples, uh, David Dayan. He's been on air guest hosting with us uh, plenty of times. He's the executive editor of the American Prospect, and I wanted to bring him in uh, to talk about uh, both what's happening uh, legislatively with the COVID relief bill, but also what's happening with Biden's cabinet and the battle between corporate Democrats and progressives, because that is what is going to be a major story, if not the major story, in the next four years. Uh, David, great to have you back on. Oh, great to be here. All right, let's start with the $2,000 checks. So stuff we know, I'll run through real quick. Uh, they had a deal for um, $600 direct checks in a so-called $900 billion uh, relief bill, which is not really $900 billion. Uh, the majority of the money is from the old CARES Act. So people should be more accurate about it, but it's a little over $400 billion in new money. Um, and uh, and Trump, of course, came Stuff in he, and blew it up. He, he's just the dumbest man alive. And he said $2,000. If he wanted $2,000, obviously, he should have said it earlier in the negotiations where he might have been more effective. OK, everybody knows that part. Uh, then the Democrats go, OK, great. I'll jump on it. $2,000 it is. Uh, and now they force Mitch McConnell to block it. Uh, now, here comes the interesting machinations of that, right? So McConnell blocks this first version. Bernie says, all right, well, then I'll block the defense bill. Uh, and and uh, then we can, you know, uh, have a conversation about you offering us just a standalone vote on this $2,000. Uh, and interestingly, Dick Durbin went on television today and said, no, 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 Bernie's wrong. I mean, I agree with him on the goal, uh, but you know, we should not mess with the Defense Department, the beloved, cherished Defense Department. So, one of my conclusions from that, David, is corporate Democrats don't actually want the two thousand uh, dollar uh, package uh, and direct checks. That they're, that Schumer, Pelosi, and Durbin are doing this only because they're positive that Mitch McConnell is going to kill it. If they thought Mitch McConnell might not kill it they probably wouldn't advocate for it. Am I being too cynical? Well, I mean, I think you're being a little too cynical. Uh, uh, Democrats, uh, Pelosi passed the bill uh, in in uh, the House. They got 44 Republicans to agree with them. Uh, they objected and attempted to get the bill in the Senate. Mitch McConnell, of course, controls the floor. Uh, thanks to Bernie, they are keeping the Senate in session until New Year's Day. And when I talk to sources, you know, close to the, the, the Senate, Bernie is well aware that that both Republicans and Democrats among the Senate were going to be mad about that. Um, you know, they, they, they want to go home and I guess spend time with their families and uh, they don't want to be in D.C. Uh, having to work on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. And uh, because of what Bernie's doing, that that's what's going to have to happen. He's going to object and force them to sort of bulldoze over him. Um, as far as do they do they really think they can get two thousand dollars? Well, Mitch McConnell holds holds that uh, holds the, the the whip hand here, and and really, actually, the Georgia senators hold it right because the only reason we're having this conversation is that on January fifth, there's a, a, a an election in Georgia, and the the two Democrats have come out and said, we want $2,000, vote for us, and you get $2,000. Now, today, belatedly, 
Kelly Loeffler and, and David Perdue sort of made a muted grab towards saying, okay, uh, we'd, we'd support that if it comes up for a vote. But of course, they can make that happen. They can, they can say to Mitch McConnell, look, I'm getting my butt handed to me here in Georgia, and the only way that I'm going to win this race is if you give me a standalone vote on, on $2,000 checks on the Senate floor. They're not doing that, and so it's obvious that, that they're not fully committed to it. Uh, maybe Democrats are committed to it, maybe they're not, but they're using it certainly as a political issue in Georgia, and, and I would say uh, in a successful uh, fashion. Yeah. I'm all for using it as a political issue. In fact, Rebellion Pack is at, uh, running ads right now saying, if you want $2,000, you vote for the Democrats. If you vote for the Republicans, you won't get it. That's it. And that's true. Um, so, uh, and if the Democrats win the Senate, they will have to pass this legislation, even yeah. if they didn't initially mean it, because it's right. they've gone too far. Correct. Right? That's absolutely correct. So, I mean, what's in Chuck Schumer's head? What's in Nancy Pelosi's head? What's in Dick Durbin's head? A little bit immaterial at this point, right? Because, uh, as you say, uh, they have put themselves in a position where it's going to be impossible for them to step back off the ledge if they actually get the opportunity. Uh, now, what we have uh, as of Tuesday evening is McConnell has set up two bills. One is just the bill that passed the House. The other is a bill that puts together three of Trump's favorite things, right? It puts the $2,000 checks along with the repeal of this thing called Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which would uh, uh, give put liability on internet sites that have user-created content. Yeah. Uh, it's complicated, but that's essentially yeah. what it is. And then the third thing is an election commission to look at voter fraud. And uh, which is a dumb commission, but it doesn't really do anything. It offers recommendations. Um, so the question is, is McConnell going to even allow a vote on that, his bill that he put poison pills in? I'm not even sure he's going to allow a, a vote on that. Um, his, his goal is to run out the clock. The, the, the Senate for this session ends on Saturday, right? On Sunday, the new Congress comes into being. And so McConnell's just trying to get to Saturday without anything that, that passes that has checks in it getting done. Yeah. And, no, and that's yeah. it. So, David, this is where intent matters. So uh, Leffler and Purdue have never been in favor of the $2,000 checks. They're not in favor of them now. It's just a matter of politics. When Trump said it, they said it. And they're getting their ass handed to him with those ads in Georgia. Um, so, but do they want to run out the clock? Absolutely. Are they going to put pressure on Mitch McConnell to have the vote before their election? No, they will not, because they definitely do not want those checks going to actual Americans. OK, so that to me is super clear. But on the Democratic side, where we have a little bit of a disagreement, and of course, if we disagree at all, that uh, obviously means I just want the audience to know you're funded by NATO and uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Or maybe we have an actual intellectual disagreement. Okay, so That's not uh, possible. It's not possible. I'm obviously right. arguing in bad faith. Right. Um, so, in all seriousness, though, David, look, Pelosi originally put out the bill as, as unanimous consent, knowing that the Republicans would block it. 
So she never actually wanted to build the pass. Then she gets tremendous pressure, plus she sees it working in Georgia, and she thinks, oh, I was going to do a show uh, vote, but okay, let's do a real vote. And even that, you needed two-thirds. And then she's like, oh, but damn, I got the two-thirds, right? <laughs> and so... Well, I mean, I, I guess she had, she had had it all ready to have a vote by majority vote if the two-third vote failed. No, I know that So part. this was a so way she... to get as many times uh, Republicans vote saying no to these checks as humanly possible without really changing the timeline. I mean, the vote was going to pass on Monday, whether it was majority vote or two-thirds. Uh, she just got... She was just hoping to get as many times to be able to say, your congressman voted twice against you getting $2,000 or three times or four times or however many times. Yeah. Well, you know, then I'm going to be I'm going to get into too much detail here for just one second, because I I agree with you 100 percent when it when it came to the two thirds vote and the majority vote. She was definitely going to do both of those votes. uh, And so I hear you on that. But when she said the first vote and it was unanimous consent, I don't think she had the two thirds and the majority vote ready. I think she was going for a show vote. But if you have information on that, I'd love to know it. Well, I mean, I said that at the time, like UC allows one Republican to block it, whereas with with an actual vote under suspension of the rules, you have you you force 100 plus uh, uh, Republicans to block this. Uh, So I certainly said that at the time, but it was followed up pretty quickly. Uh, you know, the fact that Pelosi, within about a half hour of Trump making that statement in the video, had already said, let's do it, let's, let's, let's put the bill on the floor, um, uh, uh, that was, I think, uh, showed me that, like, political strategy isn't totally dead in the Democratic Party. Yeah. And whether she was carried along by other forces after that or not, I, I, I mean— we got to the place we got to. I mean, uh, it, yeah. it, it no, doesn't totally matters. matter to me. Yeah, you, no, you, here's tell me why you think it matters. Sure. Yeah, because if if we we are where we are, we both agree we are where we are. And if the Democrats win the two uh, races in Georgia, which I'm now slightly hopeful about, um, well, they're stuck, and we're going to pass it. Then intent doesn't matter at all as long as the bill passes. Couldn't care less. Happy to give them credit, et cetera. Right. Here's where intent matters. Uh, when Bernie goes to actually take real action uh, to try to at least delay things, and especially given that that forces Leffler and Purdue to go back to D.C. and not be on the campaign trail, right. Durbin, et cetera, should be thrilled with that. But instead, they're like, oh, Bernie. And, and, then, and then they say, well, I share the same goal. Do you? Because Durbin earlier in the CNN interview said that he knows that McConnell's putting poison pills into the bill so that it won't pass. And he doesn't have any strategy for getting around that, but yet he's against Bernie's strategy, which makes me think, you don't want this. You don't want this at all. Right, I mean, that may be true of Durbin. I don't think it's true of Schumer. I mean, Schumer has been pretty much in lockstep with Bernie uh, on every step of this thing. Um, Durbin uh, obviously has a belief that that giving seven hundred and thirty billion dollars in in to the military is is far more important than two thousand dollars to the American people. I mean, you know, uh, his, his actions are are speaking pretty loudly here. Um, uh, but his actions or his words, at least, have nothing to do. Like it, it doesn't change what Bernie's going to do at all. Like you know, Bernie yeah. as one senator has the ability to hold this thing up. And keep them 
in session. And whether Dick Durbin likes it or not, or whether other Democrats like it or not, that's what's going to happen because that's those are the rules of the Senate. Yeah. And so, so you know, I mean, uh, uh, you, we can psychoanalyze Durbin no, all you but, want, but the fact is they're staying. No, I got you on that. But there's a again, there's a reason for psychoanalyzing because it relates to what's going to happen next in the in this particular fight. If if some of Democratic leadership's hearts not into it, that means they're going to surrender like they always do. And this is just kabuki theater about the Georgia elections, and and they're not going to actually fight for it. Right. I, I'll, my very strong belief is that's what's going to happen. Okay. But even more importantly, David. But, but you just said that if if the Georgia uh, races go the Democrats' way, that we're we're almost certainly going to see these two thousand dollar checks, right? That's so right. whether that's right. Democratic leadership wants to or not, we're going to see that. And so that leads to point number two, though. Mm -hmm. So number one is if they lose either one of the seats, then Durbin's attitude does matter. But even if they right. win both seats, it matters because what's going to happen over the next four years? Uh, and my guess is over the next four years, Democratic leadership will huff and puff and pretend to do things and then get almost nothing done. Um, so I mean, even I, if they have the Senate, I, it's, I guarantee it's hard, it's, it's hard for I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that at all. I mean, this is going to be a knockdown, drag out fight for every inch that we can get. the 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 checks situation is almost like uh, it's 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 its own special little thing, right? Um, with everything else, they're going to say we have a fifty fifty Senate. Uh, we don't have a big margin in the House. Uh, it's just difficult for us to line up everybody, and everybody has ideas, and and you know we're going to see a lot of gridlock now. Uh, you know, at the prospect, the thing that we've been doing is is to say that uh, Joe Biden doesn't have to settle for that, that that legislative action is only one piece of what Joe Biden can get done for the American people. And the other part of that is executive action. And through uh, the thing that we've put together called the day one agenda, uh, we have laid out dozens. Uh, we've done over 40 articles of things that Biden can do on day one to really make progress. And that goes that goes everywhere from canceling student debt to uh, lowering prescription drug prices to making sure every federal contractor pays at least $15 an hour and gives sick days uh, and a host of other things. Now, whether or not uh, Biden does that is going to define, because of the, the, the tension you're going to see from the Democratic leadership, that's going to define his presidency. So he has the choice to make. The choice is entirely his. He cannot hide behind legislative inaction to uh, presume that that nothing else can get done. Either he takes the action on his own based on laws that have already been passed, or he decides he's not going to do that. And he's made noises that he's not going to do that, that he's, he's going to tread cautiously and he's going to work with Republicans to get things done. We both yeah. know that's not going to happen. And we both know that he'll be leaving positive things for the public on the table if he doesn't take that action. So let's, I'll quickly go through the things we know to get to the things we don't know. So uh, number one, uh, if, uh, will Biden continue to ask uh, Republicans for permission? Yes. Um, it, the best way to put pressure on Republicans so we can actually pass bills uh, is to create uh, public pressure and to use the bully pulpit 
to beat up the Republicans so badly that they're afraid of losing their seats. The chance of Joe Biden doing that is zero percent. He just said it yesterday. He said, I'll never embarrass the Republicans publicly. So he's good. He has unilaterally disarmed on the most effective political tool he has as president. Uh, and so those things are clear. But now let's get to the things that, that are around the edges. So, um, David, there's a couple of layups if they want them legislatively. This all assumes, I know how you can do it. You would do it with public pressure if the Republicans hold the Senate. But Biden is way, way too weak to be able to do it. If if the Democrat, if the Republicans have 51 senators, he's getting nothing done. Okay. But let's assume that, that the Democrats have the Senate. Um, in that scenario, uh, let me go through these as quickly as I can. The easiest layup is paid family leave act. Mm-hmm. That's getting done, right? I mean, I don't think even corporate Democrats cannot get that done. Well, it's a tough one because you know you need sixty votes uh, right now. There's there's no talk. Uh, even if Democrats win the Senate, there's no talk of killing the filibuster, and and that means that the only kind of bills you can really move forward on without Republican support are spending bills. You know, things like checks, uh, but. Can you do paid family medical leave? Maybe. I mean, maybe you could put something together. Uh, uh, you would probably it would to do it with Republican support. It would have to look something like what Marco Rubio did, which was terrible. It was like rob Social Security and you get an advance on it to do uh, paid leave to 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 go take care of your children, uh, which is terrible. Uh, you could maybe do it uh, by by budget reconciliation, which is that this weird process where you get one bill a year where you can do it by majority vote. Um, but, you know, uh, the question is, are they are they willing to, you know, use up their one vote on that? So uh, the second layout would be $15 minimum wage, enormously popular throughout the country, including very, very popular in red states. So I, I think that when you can beat up the Republicans to get that, whether yeah. whether they hold the Senate or not. I, I, I uh, Since 1996 or 1998, I'm not sure exactly which, there have been 23 ballot measures all over the country, red states and blue states, on raising the minimum wage. It is 23 and 0. <laughs> there is- yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course, progressives have been saying this is the easiest thing in the world. That's why, guys, it is indisputable that the corporate Democrats are not on our side. The, the great majority of the Democratic Party was against $15 minimum wage for decades while Bernie and progressives fought for it. They finally come around because it's so politically advantageous, they're at least being savvy enough to pretend they're in favor of it. So, David, that's where the rubber's gonna hit the road. I think the Paid Family uh, Leave Act is will be enormously popular, and the $15 ma- minimum wage will be enormously popular. So are we agreed that if they can't get those done in their, in a relatively clean version, that that's it, it's over. They're not going to get anything done, and Mitch McConnell's the president. Well, here's, here's what we're going to see. I mean, you know, uh, Democrats in the House this year passed a $15 an hour minimum wage. They passed... Uh, the PRO Act, which was a very pro-labor bill. They passed, uh, I believe they did pass something on family and medical leave. Um, This is what you do when you don't have the power to get something into law, right? You pass all these message bills and you say, look, I'm for this and vote for me, and then this will become law. 
And now the rubber is going to hit the road, just like it did in 2009 when, you know, there were a lot of message bills passed right in the years before that. And then we saw what happened when Obama was president and Democrats had 60 votes for a little while in the Senate and, and they had the, a large majority in the House. What did they do? They, they passed health care by the skin of their teeth and uh, a, a financial reform bill, not much else. Um, so, you know, we're going to find out. We're going to find out if they were truly passing a minimum wage bill this year because they're committed to it or because they thought it played well. Uh, so we're going to find out. Uh, I think I know the answer, but <laughs> we're, we're both agreed. There's no more hiding, especially if they get the Senate. No more hiding. Like, and, and I'll tell you, I don't care if they had 80 senators. They definitely would not pass H.R. 1. H.R. 1 is, is pure, like, it's anti-corruption. It's obvious theater. There's no way they believe in it. They only pass it because they knew that McConnell would kill it in the Senate. Uh, it, right. I mean, it's one of those message bills. And H.R. 1 had so many millions of different things into it, it wasn't even something people could grasp and say, yay, H.R. 1, we love that. Well, what's in it? Well, there's this and that and this and that. Like it, Nobody could explain H.R. 1. And I think that was almost by design. Yeah. Now, we only have a minute left. I wish we had more time for the Biden cabinet. But as quickly as you can, David, what's your uh, sense of what the picks so far indicate about how he's going to lead? Well, this is more of, of this battle between progressives and, and, and the center uh, of the party. And I mean, you know, it's not it's not going to be Bernie Sanders cabinet. It's not going to be Elizabeth Warren's cabinet. It's Joe Biden's cabinet. Joe Biden is who Joe Biden is. Uh, however, you know, on certain things like the environmental picks uh, have been pretty decent. I think that shows some influence at the top levels of the party to really do something about climate. Um, uh, there are a couple other picks that were sort of better than the alternative. Democrats were able to or progressives were able to stop some of the worst people from getting in in, in there. But, uh, you know, other things are it's, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight every step of the way here for the next four years. Yeah. And well, I, I hope that the progressive side actually shows up for that fight. The good news is so far, uh, at least on the Senate side, we got Bernie. Uh, he's already showed up and reported for duty as always. And the other good news is we got Ed Markey. Uh, progressives help Ed Markey win. And now all of a sudden he's a solid progressive. Ed Markey was on the floor today with Bernie on the floor on Tuesday uh, uh, talking about these checks. He was the very next person who spoke. Now the progressives in the House have to decide how long are you going to listen to BS etiquette from Democratic leadership? Uh, and when are you going to finally realize, no, we sent you there to fight and you got to fight? Um, because if they prioritize civility and their colleagues, we're screwed. I mean, the, the, the margins that the squad or squad two or whatever have in, in the House are such that they can define what gets done. They, they, they are bigger than the margins between Democrats and Republicans. They, they, they hold out and, and nothing gets passed in the House. Uh, they, they, they do have a significant amount of power and, and House members, House Democrats, House progressives have not realized their power in uh, recent years, but they really do have it in 2021, and uh, and it's the time to use it. Yeah, 
Let, let's look, let's be smart. Let's be strategic. Let's pick the right battles. But once you pick the right battle, for God's sake, let's engage. If we don't fight, we have no chance of winning. Always remember Frederick Douglass. Power never concedes without a demand. It's time for demands. All right. Uh, David Dane from the American Prospect. Uh, great details. Make sure you're checking it out, including his article about how John Podesta is still in charge. So that was a, <laughs> another good one. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot.